Hello and welcome into this week's episode of the Recruiting Blitz. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska, and I am joined once again, he's back, uh, by digital content extraordinaire Jansen Colburn. Jansen, how are you, man? Man, I'm doing good, Greg. And before anything else gets started, I want to say not only are you a Senior Recruiting Analyst, but you're now <laughs> a National Analyst now. For those of you that don't know, Greg is, uh, I mean, he... Most of you probably know because you follow all the great work Greg does, but he has expanded his coverage to the national scene. So I just want to personally uh, say congratulations to you, Greg. And uh, yeah, you're very deserving of it. And we're all very happy for you. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. It, it is always it's it's weird because like yesterday was a weird day. So like I announced it um, yesterday on Monday and, it, you know, Sometimes you think that there are, are a lot of people following along with what you're doing, but you're not quite sure. Um, and then you announce something like that and like the support and congratulations were overwhelming. So definitely shout out to everyone that reached out. I appreciate you all. I tried to get back to everyone um, as best I could. So yeah, thank you so much. Uh, you guys will be seeing my byline um, on national work, kind of on the, the nationalrivals.com, with, especially with Midwest stuff. I've already got a couple of recruiting updates out um, up there and more stuff to come. I think I'll have a video later in the week as well, uh, kind of debating some hot prospects and all of that. So be on the lookout for all of that. Uh, but thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Uh, but we got another full docket of the Recruiting Blitz questions uh, lined up for you. So Jansen, what do you got? Yeah, I know this uh, news, the Daniel Kalen commitment to Nebraska is kind of old news. It's on the back burner a little bit, but we didn't have a chance to get together and talk about it because of various reasons. But um I think it's been well covered, his commitment, uh, just the impact it's have on Nebraska right now. So um, just looking over big picture things, uh, getting Daniel Kalen to Nebraska and just the excellent job Matt Rule did getting Nebraska in a good position with him after everything that transpired with Dylan Riola. It's interesting to look at Nebraska's quarterback room right now and then contrast that with what Daniel Kalen could project to be. So when you look at the Nebraska quarterbacks, it's the identity seems to be that of more of a running quarterback dual threat system. And when you watch Daniel Kalen's tape, I don't know personally what his running ability <laughs> is because it seems like he's coached to stay in the pocket and deliver the ball in a pro style system. But what do you make of the style of quarterback he is, Greg, and what style of quarterback he could be. And does he change the identity of Nebraska's offense when you put him in? Yeah, I, I, it's really interesting what happened with that because I do think that seeing what has transpired between Nebraska, like Matt Rule, Marcus Satterfield, and Daniel Kalen, um, does give you a lot of clues and hints as to what they maybe are looking for in the future in a quarterback. And it is different than what we all kind of assume based on them picking Jeff Sims to A, even transfer to Nebraska, but then B, really elevated him as the starter. Um, and, you know, to the point to where Casey Thompson has now transferred and Jeff Sims has the keys to the car, so to speak. Um, and so we all kind of thought and we had talked about it. I think it, basically everyone in kind of Nebraska football media about, hey, they're going to be looking for more dual threat running backs that can move the chains with their feet 
It can also run more of that RPO. Um, it can just be an overall general running threat. And then there was a plot twist, right? As you get kind of the Dylan Rayola commitment, and then you're kind of looking around, okay, well, who are they going to go after for 24 at quarterback? And then it happened really quickly, man. Daniel Kalen decommits for Missouri. Um, and then you would think that it, you thought that it was going to even maybe happen a straight flip that day. It doesn't. He waits a day um, to announce his commitment on Saturday in the afternoon. And that gives you a big idea of – I think in the future, Nebraska wants to go with more of a classic pocket passing quarterback. And I think that I think that Steve Marek stumbled upon this. We were just kind of talking, and then we talked about it on another video that you can find here on the YouTube channel, just kind of dissecting Kalen's impact. I, I, we both agree, and Steve said it first, that in the future, I think that Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield believe that the offensive line maybe will be to a point to where they can protect and hold up in the run game and actually protect a pocket passing quarterback. And therefore, they would really prefer to have that where you have a strong traditional running game and then a good play action game. Think Minnesota's offense, think Michigan's offense, kind of Michigan State and what they had been kind of previously with D'Antoni um, in, in those kind of a in those kind of a situation or D'Antonio um, in that in that situation um, as a basketball coach. And so <laughs> I, I do think that that's where they want to go. Um, and so yeah, it tells you a lot. Now, when it comes to Danny Kalen's game, I really like it. I've been a big fan of his. Um, not just because of what he brings on the field. And he does bring a really good release, an accurate arm. I think he's got a strong enough arm as well. He's a really smart quarterback, like a super intelligent kid. But I like the intangibles off the field, right? As, as those of you in Nebraska are really familiar with his story, then you know that he got offers, you know, to, to play college football before his sophomore season, before he had really earned the starting job full-time. He ended up not earning the starting job full-time as a sophomore. They went on to win a state championship. I believe that year uh, without him being the starting quarterback and then he had to go back in the lab and get better right and try to figure out could he live, live up to that hype and he definitely did that and then some I expect him to have a huge senior year um, and I think that Nebraska fans will be really excited in what they get from him. Yeah, and us not necessarily considering him a dual threat quarterback isn't to say he's a statue in the pocket. We've got a no, I don't think to, he's that. <laughs> we've gotten a chance to watch him play quite a bit, and he's mobile. He can move around and make mm -hmm. those throws. And another thing that emerged from Daniel Kalen recently is he's an elite eleven finalist, and that's that's really impressive for Daniel Kalen personally, and just for Nebraska to have a representative at the elite eleven camp. I, I have the list in front of me of some of the names. I thought I had the list. There's there's a lot of high-profile quarterbacks, just from uh, Dylan Ryla representing Georgia, Aaron Nolan, Ohio State, uh, C.J. Carr, I believe is his name, Notre Dame. A lot of uh, high-profile quarterbacks. Jaden Davis, the, the five-star for Michigan, yeah. Yeah, so just for Nebraska and Daniel Kalen to be represented in that, what's your reaction to that, Greg, and how big is that for Nebraska to have that? It's it's huge, right? And, and and it's it's really perfect timing for Nebraska because for both Nebraska and for Kalen, like Kalen, I know and talking to him uh, <laughs> for the last couple of weeks, it feels like since he committed, I've either I've seen him in person two or three times um, and talked to him more than a little bit more than that, and so I know that this was a big goal for him, um, and so and he was really pumped and excited when he got the when he got the news that he was going to be participating in Elite Eleven because you know kids play quarterback their whole lives and grow up really wanting. 
to be in that. Um, so it was awesome for him to get that honor. It is a big deal to be able to get on that type of a stage. And, and for him personally to be able to show his skills alongside guys like that, uh, like five-star players and guys that are kind of the who's who of the quarterbacks in this class, that's always a nice thing. And then it's perfect for Nebraska too, because then they get to get that bump um, that you got, you know, that Nebraska logo is up there on the graphics that have all of these guys, right? And so that's always a good thing. And Kalen also going back to Kalen, he gets an opportunity to show what he can do to potentially get a ratings bump as well, because I know our, our subscribers on the Insider Ford um, continue to ask that, hey, you know, why didn't he get an automatic bump to a four star? Because you guys have him rated as a three star. He goes out there and shows and proves it. Um, he'll have an opportunity. There will be plenty of eyes on him both this summer and during his season. And that's where it helps. You know, he's got a couple of, of power five receivers as well that will continue to garner attention. Um, so a lot of eyes will be on him for ratings purposes, too. Are you going to have a say on those ratings now that you're helping out on the <laughs> national scene? Oh, boy, I hesitate to even tell the truth on this. I do get to be involved in that. Um, we'll see how it goes uh, <laughs> when it comes to that. I'm fascinated to see how the inner workings of that actually go there. No prejudices, though, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. We'll we'll come back to Daniel Keelan and talk about some camp stuff you got to see this weekend. But another new member of Nebraska's recruiting class, and he's a transfer, so it, but he feels like a recruit because of his eligibility, is Tyler right. Knack out of Utah. So he's the most recent uh, commit in the boat, and spots are limited at Nebraska. We've talked about this plenty of times. Uh, seemed like they finally made enough space to look around in the portal and they found a guy. So why take Tyler Knack? Yeah, I think first and foremost, you can never it's it, you can never go wrong if you're going to take a chance, taking a chance on a kid that's got an athletic profile like he has. Um, he's what, six, seven, six, eight, about 315 pounds. Um, when you're that size and you've got the, kind of the, the athletic ability that he has shown on tape, at least in high school, um, you take a chance on that for tackle because Nebraska just does not have a lot of tackle bodies. We've talked about this a bunch. It feels like like I don't know how it ended up happening to where it feels like Nebraska has a lot of guys that are. Are best suited to play guard like and so you've got to end up having more guys that if you need someone in a pinch or you need to develop backups um, to be able to play that tackle spot and I think that he's a guy that is kind of a, a lump of clay that both Matt Rule and Donovan Rayola can continue to work with and see if he can get better um, he's a great kid too like anybody that's talked to him and you've seen the interviews and we've had some up um, Steve Mark did a great story on him on, on Nebraska.Rivals.com like you know there's or it's coming sorry um, he actually um, is a really well-spoken kid, wants to really get into charity work. Um, I know he's going to work um, kind of with some from foster care um, organizations uh, alongside Malachi Coleman, like he already had plans to do that. Like, so he's a really a kid that you root for. And so I think that the intangibles are there, but then also just kind of the lump of clay that he is to be able to potentially work into a tackle spot is definitely why um, you go ahead and take him. So is this more, this is a presumably a more of a developmental piece rather than a guy that they could try to plug in and see you playing time out of. Would you agree? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I don't think that he will need, maybe if you want to put it on skill, it's not, he's not going to slide in like Ben Scott 
but he also, I don't think, needs as much time as, say, Jacob Hood uh, did when he first got here to kind of get his weight right and all of that. Uh, he's somewhere in the middle there. Uh, but I do think that he could compete, you know, to be in the two deep this year and then kind of bring him along. But giving you another young tackle uh, to develop. And now you all of a sudden you have a, a nice little group of younger offensive linemen that those guys can work with to kind of build up for a year or two within the program. Very well, Greg. Well, camp season is now upon us. And uh, you are all over and everywhere all at once. And <laughs> we're in uh, Omaha over the weekend and also Missouri. It was a Kansas City, Missouri, I believe. Yep. So you were out at the camps and you got to see a bunch of stuff, do a bunch of stuff. So tell me about your weekend. What camps did you go to? Who did you see and what stood out? Yeah, I think the, the first one, you know, was was a Warren Academy quarterback showcase on Saturday, um, ironically held at Bellevue West, um, home of Danny Kalen, who we spoke about already. Um, and yeah, seeing Danny throw, it's funny, seeing him throw is everything you would expect. Like he looks like, a, you know, a Big Ten Power Five level quarterback. He, he's got really good mechanics. He's a smooth quarterback. Um, and I like I like the way that he interacts with the other campers, takes leadership out there. He was there there um, at the earlier session, kind of helping to coach the little kids that were out there as well. You like seeing that type of little stuff from your future quarterbacks, right? Like you just like seeing that. Um, and so he did really well at the camp and looked good. Um, but then the, but the real thing that stood out to me the most was, is there's a pair of young quarterbacks that it is, it's never too early to talk about these young quarterbacks. One of them is already, is actually on Danny Kalen's team. He's the next one after Kalen. You need to know this name, Will Anderson, um, who is a 2026 quarterback. So he'll be a sophomore this year at Bellevue West. He transferred from Millard West. He looked great out there throwing the football. Um, and so Mike Huffman's got another one on the way. I know people want to see um, the downfall of Huffman in that offense. Uh, if you ask some coaches, some around the state, uh, but I don't know if you're seeing it anytime soon they also got a couple young receivers too um on that in that program and then on the other side um you know the, the warren academy was hosting the event steve warren obviously runs that um academy former husker He's got a son, Braylon Warren, who is just going to be a freshman at Omaha West Side this year. Um, and it's funny, I've been seeing him now because I do stuff with the Warren Academy every year. I've been seeing him for a few years now, kind of come up through the ranks. And it was always like, oh, man, he can really throw, but he's a little small. Like, is he going to hit that growth spurt? You realize you're talking about like a seventh grader at that point. And then I saw him um, on Saturday and Steve told me he's like 6'1", 175, 180 now. Like he's definitely looking bigger um, and can really spin it out there. And of course, you if, if you open enrollment in Omaha, you're either going as a big time player to West Side or Bellevue West, it seems like right now. Warren is going to Omaha West Side. I think he's going to end up being the backup um, to Rezac this year for a team that's going to contend for another state championship. So those are two young quarterbacks to keep an eye on. Um, and we'll definitely be talking about them more in the future now on sunday I went out to the Six Star um, Football Academy with their um, the finals event, where it's basically their best of the best after they had kind of their regional camp series um, to then kind of crown their best players that they had seen um, that came out to participate. And the big thing there, and there were a lot of kind of regional talent players, a lot of guys that'll get some F FCS looks um, and, and some lower Power Five looks maybe. But the two, but there were two guys that definitely have high Power Five interest. Um, one guy was the overall MVP of the camp, Justin Thurman, who's a 2025 running back from Florida, from Tampa, Florida, Tampa Jesuit High School. He made the trip up to Kansas City to participate in the camp, and he was every bit as advertised. Really smooth running back. He won the fastest man competition. Um, I spoke with him a little bit, and his recent offers are Notre Dame, 
Auburn, and I believe Tennessee were his last three offers, and he'll be at all of those schools this summer on unofficial visits. Um, and then the event was actually held at Ray, Ray Peck High School, which is familiar to Husker fans because it's the yeah. home of Jaden Doss. Um, also, Jaden Riddell, who the tight end for 24, who just committed to Georgia. Um, and they have a running back on that team that I have written about before, uh, D. Walker. D's a fan, Walker. Um, he's a 2025 running back who's a really, really good player. Um, and he's got some big Big time offers as well. Got some SEC and some Big 12 offers. Um, and he was the running back MVP at the camp. Um, and he's definitely a name to know too. Nebraska is recruiting him. They they actually have offers to both of them. I think Walker, they'd have a better shot with at this point. I did run into um, Ray Peck's high school coach at the event too, who told me that he's got, he had some really favorable things to say about Matt Rule and his staff. He said, and I, I think we talked about this a little bit before about Matt Rule trying to get into Kansas City by going down and speaking to those coaches clinics down there, right? Um, he said, that the coach told me that Matt Rule made a huge impression on those coaches down there um, and kind of the way that he carried himself and conducted himself. And Coach Dvorak, the linebackers coach, has been the one spearheading the Kansas City attack down there as well, and he really liked him as well. So I expect Nebraska to continue to have presence in Kansas City as well. Yeah, Greg, sounds, based on your answer, you got to see a lot during the weekend. And <laughs> yeah. Eventful weekend for you. I'm sure it feels like a whirlwind. We got even more camps coming up here shortly, and we're also got uh, official visitors coming back here soon. So we'll get to preview that next uh, next time on the show. So uh, that's all I got for you, Greg, unless you got any closing thoughts. No, that, that should do it, man. It, it was a very busy weekend. And yeah, like you said, official visits are just around the corner. Nebraska will will host uh, their first big group of official visitors. Uh, I think two uh, two official visitors from this weekend. I just logged new future cast for and then another third one, a big one that you're going to definitely want to check out uh, at Inside Nebraska to see all of all the info behind why I put those future casts in as well. Uh, make sure you guys like this video, subscribe to the channel so you can get these videos directly into your feed. Uh, we will catch you guys next time.